Welcome to Embers and Wind. Are you feeling a calling to serve? What if answering this calling unleashes from deep within you leadership potential? I'm your podcast host, Keith Weedman. Blended three decades experience with knowledge from multiple disciplines to unleash hidden potential in others. In this weekly podcast, my distinguished guests and I will share what fuels us and how we serve. You will feel a gentle wind on the embers of service that glow within you. You will receive kindling for your capabilities and knowledge to build skills. You can utilize this gentle wind to ignite the kindling. You will be guided to do this for people you lead and serve. You can apply what you learn with people you love. Get ready to feel the gentle wind. Kirk Bushy was born and raised in Vincennes, Indiana. He's the eighth generation of the Bushy family to live in Vincennes. He's married to Becky. They have two sons and two daughter-in-laws. Doug and his wife, Samantha, have three children. Dave and his wife, Megan, have two children and two dogs. Kirk graduated from Vincent's High School. He attained an associate's degree in business administration from Vincent's University. He obtained his bachelor's degree in business economics and public policy from IU's Kelly School of Business Honors Program and is then his MBA in finance. He worked for 24 years in the banking industry in Texas and Indiana. In 2004, he became the general manager of Vincent's Water Utilities. He joined the Vincent's Rotary Club in 1987. Kirk is the only president in his club's 107-year history to have served more than one one-year term as president. He currently serves as the district governor for the Rotary District 6580 serving Rotary Clubs throughout Southern Indiana. The title of this episode is People of Action. Please join me in welcoming Kirk Bushy to Embers and Wind. Welcome, Kirk. Thank you for having me, Keith. I, I appreciate the invitation. Kirk, as you look back over the last 35 years, what lessons have you learned that helped you both professionally and personally? Well, as I look back, I think um, some of the lessons that I've learned include, you know, establishing valuable long-term relationships with, with people in our community and around the various organizations that I have worked with, including Rotary. Uh, I do a lot of work with Rotary. I do a lot of work with uh, Babe Ruth League, Inc. and Youth Baseball, as well as uh, my profession, here at Vincennes Water Utilities and the, the great staff of folks that I have working for me here. So I guess over, over time, one of the biggest key things that I've learned is, you know, no one can do everything by themselves. And um, those key relationships, many of them long-term, certainly uh, uh, have voted well for me, both in my previous career in banking locally here and then now as manager of a very important part of our community which is our our drinking water wastewater stormwater and levee work here in Vincennes Indiana I didn't know about your work with the Babe Ruth League tell me more about that 
Yes. When I, uh, I've always had a love for baseball, uh, you know, as a kid, I really liked baseball, basketball, and football are the sports that, that my kids played in, in high school and that I have, I'm supportive of all youth athletics, but uh, those three uh, are particularly close uh, in my heart. And, and uh, baseball is something that, you know, a lot of kids play at a young level. And uh, upon moving back to Vincennes in 1987, I had two boys at that time that were below the age of five years old. So they were, they were just getting started. I delved into uh, to helping uh, uh, not only coach, but, but also get involved in the league administration of our local youth league. And basically I, I got involved in 1988 and I've never left. I've served as president of that organization, what we call Vincent's Cub League Inc. for, well, since 1998, I believe is when I became president. And uh, of course my kids went through the system now I, I've stayed long enough that I actually have grandkids playing in our facilities that we've built. And uh, we've just got a great group of volunteers uh, and, and it's, it's really a, a success story. We're affiliated with Babe Ruth League Inc., which is headquartered mm -hmm. in Trenton, New Jersey. I know uh, folks there in uh, the Columbus area and around Southern Indiana are familiar with Babe Ruth baseball and Cal Ripken baseball. And, and so, I have a lot of good friends. Uh, we, we've hosted uh, several national tournaments, uh, World Series here in Vincennes. I think at last count, uh, we've actually had players and teams visit here from 30 states and six countries. Wow. So just a little, little known fact of one of the things that I get myself involved in, but it's the kind of thing that, you know, it's a passion for me and our family and, you know, people have asked, well, when, when are you going to give that up? And, you know, it's just, I have a passion for it and we have a lot of great volunteers. I mean, it's mm -hmm. kind of like rotary. I know we're talking about rotary here today uh -huh. and, uh, those two things, uh, really fit well together. It's about serving people. And, and the, mm -hmm. the biggest thing that I, uh, enjoy seeing in that, course the the national tournaments the the you know the 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 mm -hmm. best players playing on the biggest stage those kinds of things are all fun mm -hmm. and enjoying and it's it brings a lot of economic success to our our community kind of like indianapolis having a super bowl you know that's that's kind of our sure. our niche is a, a lot smaller than that but same concept but where i really get the enjoyment from my life's work with youth baseball is having great facilities that we have built for the everyday player, the, the young kids that are, are just getting started in baseball that may never play in a postseason tournament that gets all the headlines. But there's so many life lessons that are learned by young people. And we have boys and girls. We have about 600 kids every year. We play about 500 games from March, late March, early April till first part of August. I really enjoy giving an opportunity for every kid to have mm -hmm. that experience to play on those type of facilities. Sure. So how did you wind up returning to Vincennes? I attended VU, as you, as you mentioned, Vincennes University. I transferred, mm -hmm. probably would have never gone to college had it not been for Vincennes University. 
I grew up here in Vincennes. My mother was uh, the first in, in either side of my family to attain a, a college education. She was a nurse. The fact that the VU was here and affordable for, for me, I worked quite a bit while I was attending school. So I was able to transfer to Indiana University very successfully into the business school. Mm -hmm. That time it wasn't called the Kelly School of Business, but now everybody recognizes it as the Kelly School of Business. And actually we got married in between graduating from VU and starting at IU. So my wife and I both worked in Bloomington as well. I look back on that and I think, how in the world did we make ends meet? You know, living in an apartment, paying our rent, and we, we made it work. So then after uh, graduating from the IU School of Business with my master's degree in 1981, I accepted a job in Texas, uh, in Dallas, spent three years there in banking, had some great experiences. Our first child was born in Texas. But, you know, I think after we, we started having children, kind of became obvious to us. We had no connection to Texas. We had no relatives in Texas. And, you know, this banking business, I could do anywhere. So uh, we made our way, we found our way back to Indianapolis. Uh, we lived on the north side of Indianapolis there for three years. Kind of the same deal, enjoyed working. My, my territory as a banker in downtown Indy was Southern Indiana. So I had customers in Evansville and Vincennes, Bloomington, Columbus, Terre Haute. That was my, mm -hmm. my area. And over time, you know, we, we had our second child while we were in Indy. So then we got more interested. I, I, when I left here, I never thought I would make my way back to my hometown. Mm -hmm. uh, but my wife, Becky has a large family and all of her, all of her siblings, except one live here in the area. Uh, my my mom and dad was was still here at the time, mm -hmm. you know, and sure. So it worked out well. An opportunity arose that I could come back here, and I was 29 years old when I became a bank president here in uh, in Vincennes at a small bank, and and I've we've been here ever since. So that sounds like a pretty young age to be a bank president. It was, you know, I have no idea where that ranks, and you know, who knows. Mm -hmm if anybody keeps that, but I look back on those days and think, you know, man, I, you know, it, it was weird because as I think about it, you know, got real involved in the community, you know, as a young banker, moving back to town, leading the bank, you know, I think about some of the organizations that I'm still involved with today. We talked about mm -hmm. the baseball, you know, I've served on the chamber of commerce board in the past. I'm not currently on that board. Mm -hmm. I've been on the Vincennes University Foundation Board ever since 1987. Our local wow. YMCA, I joined that board in 87 and have never left. I can remember, you know, some of the folks that were recruiting me to join some of these community boards. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like, as I think back on it now, I think, man, I was red meat at that time, you know, just to... <laughs> Let's, let's get this guy involved. He's young and, and uh, may not know how much work we want him to do, but I've enjoyed it. And for, for many, many years, even in the Rotary Club, I can remember being in Rotary and being the youngest member of the club for a long time. Now, uh, you know, the tables have turned a little bit on, on some of those. Uh, a lot of the, the folks that 
that I looked up to, you know, that preceded me are, are either retired or, or, or gone. And it's been very rewarding to, to stay the course with, with those community organizations through the years and see the, the development of our community and the support that a lot of those organizations give mm -hmm. folks in our community. Now, there's people that are joining this conversation that have no idea what Rotary is and what mm -hmm. a district governor does. Please explain okay. both. Rotary, as I said, you know, as I think about when I read or watch some of the history about how Rotary got formed, I, I think Rotary got formed a lot like what what I how I answered why I got involved in Rotary mm -hmm. and and it got formed by a group of people in Chicago all males small group I don't remember the number but less than 10 that wanted in 1905 that wanted to get together on somewhat of a regular basis it became once a week to just share ideas and in, in an informal setting we look back on it now and I'm sure it seemed to be very formal to us, but yes. um, so we roll forward 117 years now of Rotary. You know, there was one club in 1905. There's there's 35,000 clubs today. In 1905, it was in Chicago. Today, it's worldwide. Even in some of the countries that you would suspect might be a problem to have a Rotary Club uh, mm -hmm. because of political upheaval or, or whatever, we have Rotary on the ground in, in almost every country. 1.4 million members when you include our Rotaract members. And so it's become a worldwide service-based organization. We're not political. We're not national. Obviously, within each country, our, our clubs are somewhat, you know, have a national flavor for their country. But when I think about Rotary, I think about three things. I think about members and, you know, there's no job description to be a member of Rotary. You can join Rotary and get out of Rotary, whatever you want, you know, whatever you want to put in, right. you're going to get out. In, in spades, I believe. And, you know, I've told a little bit about my rotary story. Everybody has a different rotary story. You know, yes. people, people join because their boss told them to. People join because their neighbor's a Rotarian. People join because they're, they're lonely and they're looking for people, you know, to be friends with. Mm -hmm. uh, people join because rotary may have helped a, with a project in in their neighborhood or in their in their school or their family uh, may have benefited from something that rotary had done a scholarship or uh, there's all kinds of reasons but in my opinion rotary is a huge tent like i said we have 1.4 million members 35,000 clubs and and obviously there's a structure in rotary my opinion is that the most important position in rotary is the club president at the club level because that's really where the rubber meets the road for what we get done in rotary R rotary terms are just like the presidential terms as far as rotary they run from july 1st to june 30th each year and one of the things that's unique about Rotary from any other large organization that I've ever been affiliated with is we change all of our leaders 
by design, we change once a year. Now, every once in a while, for whatever reason, we may have a club president that has to stay and serve a couple of years in a row or including the Rotary International President and all of the people below that level in our organization, including people like me at the district level, we change every year. I'll be district governor until June the 30th, at which time Lance Eberly from our Bloomington Club will become right. our district governor for the next mm -hmm. Rotary year. We'll have a new Rotary president in, in, at that same time. And for the first time in history, we're going to have a female Rotary International. I saw that. So I've been in Rotary long enough that I remember when we didn't have any females in Rotary clubs. I think mid to late 80s is when that changed. And I know our club admitted women for the first time around 1990. Uh, 89 or 90. It was soon after I joined, but you know, I had nothing to do with that particularly, but wow, I, I think about where we would be had that not, that change not been made, uh, you know, in terms of membership and involvement and engagement. I was looking the other day at some statistics and our, our district is, I think about 37% female membership. And we're one of the highest percentage with female membership in our zone, which includes kind of the middle part of the United States, about 30 states in the center part of the country here. Mm -hmm. So, and one of the things that, that you do as district governor is you, you have the opportunity to travel to all of the clubs and, and visit and meet people out in their club settings, talk about Rotary, talk about what's happening at the Rotary International level. And I know we're, we're right in the middle of this pandemic. I'm really happy that I have been able to visit in person 33 of our 37 Rotary clubs. I started on, on the first day I was in office, mm -hmm. I visited the New Albany club that day. Mm -hmm. and I have visited all the clubs now, uh, except for four. My goal was to be able to visit with all of the clubs in person. Right. So I'm hoping to pick up those four as soon as we can get through this period that we're in with regards to the virus and you know, it's been a tough deal to uh, navigate for the clubs. What I was going to say about those visits is there are clubs that are similar. The experience of taking a six-month period and visiting every single club in their own environment and learning about what those clubs are doing. First of all, it's impressive. It's very uplifting for me as a Rotarian to know all the good that we're doing in Southern Indiana. And then, you know, I ran across some familiar faces that I hadn't seen for a long time that I had run into in my banking experience in the past. It's just been, it's been a great experience. It's been a few years since you joined the Rotary Club. I think it's 1987. That's, that's correct. So why did you join back in 1987? Well, as I said, you know, I kind of explained, I was a very young uh, bank leader and we, we were the small bank in town. You know, Vincennes is a very, very old historic town. One of the things that I'm currently thinking about is the fact that in 10 years, just in 10 years, 
the year 2032, Vincennes will be the first community in Indiana to celebrate a tricentennial. So we don't throw that word around here very often, tricentennial. Wow. So I'm, I'm hopeful I'll be here. I'm, I'm kind of getting off your question. I'll get back to your question. But the fact that uh, I was so young in such a mature community with a lot bigger banks that, that had a lot more of our customers. And I joined Rotary, number one, because I was asked. One of our, our board members asked me to join and to come to Rotary. And number two, I thought it was a good thing to do as a community leader, a young community leader. I really didn't know what I was doing at that point, but mm -hmm. I knew that there were a lot of people that were in the Rotary Club at that time that I needed to uh, get to know. Many of them I knew having grown mm -hmm. up here, you know, I knew the names. I, I probably knew some of the families. I knew a lot of the people that were in leadership at that time. I knew a lot of their kids <laughs> because gotcha. I was, I was kind of <laughs> the next generation. So it gave me an opportunity to meet more people in mm -hmm. an informal setting. I guess the, the buzzword now that we use for that is networking. Back then, I didn't, we didn't use the term networking, but that's essentially why I joined Rotary. You know, the, the people I was working for in Evansville, I worked for an Evansville banking company, CNB Bank Shares, uh, Citizens Bank of Evansville. And uh, obviously they were, they, they knew I had local ties and had grown up here, but they, they wanted me to, to get more involved in the community and, and Rotary sure. seemed to be a, a good first step. It was one of the first groups that I joined uh, when, when I came back. Now you share the unique distinction of being the only two-time president. Tell us about that. Well, um, you know, having gotten involved in community leadership at such an early age, including my first time as Rotary president, one of the things about Rotary that I've always, and I, I've noticed this since I've been district governor since last July, with other clubs as well. But our club, it always kind of amazes me that, you know, the new members are always the ones that get voted in onto the board. You know, the, the old guard sits around and fills out their ballots. And it seems that, you know, the new, the newest people, the newest people are usually the ones that get voted onto the board and, you know, kind of get leaned on to, to get involved in leadership. And like I said, I started in the club in 87. I was by far the youngest member in the club at the time. And by what, about 1993 or so, I had been on the board for a couple of years and I kind of got involved in the, in the succession. In our club, the secretary and treasurer are, are separate. They're not in the line of succession. Mm -hmm. uh, as officers, but you know, the, the second vice president, the first vice president, you know, I served a couple of years there in the early to mid nineties. Mm -hmm. And then uh, in 96, 97, I was president of our club. So mm -hmm. about 10 years into the experience, I, I found myself president and still at a, a very young age. That happened to be the year that Jim Gislason from our club was district governor mm -hmm. and we hosted the international convention. The Rotary International wow. Convention was in Indianapolis that uh -huh. year. That's what this, I have a pin here. Well, it's on this side right here. 
uh-huh. off the checkered flag. And that was quite an experience because the three districts in Indiana hosted the international convention in, in downtown Indy there. And it, it was, it was a quite an experience. So, you know, you ask, well, how'd you end up doing that again? Even though I knew that our club had a, had a rich history of mm-hmm. never having a, a returning president or a repeat president. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I had done it at such a young age, I always told myself that if the opportunity ever presents itself, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind doing it again. And 19 years later, I think what happened is we had someone in the line of succession mm-hmm. that had to move out of the community or for whatever reason had to leave the club mm-hmm. and there was an opening and uh, I was asked if I would be interested and I said yes and so I actually happened to be president of our club the year Laura Carey from our club was district governor so twice in in my career I've served as our local president during a year when the district governor was from our club and I'll tell you, you know, they're, they were about 20 years apart. I mean, I was 97, 98 mm-hmm. and, and uh, 16, 17 were the mm-hmm. two years and the difference in, in rotary, in our world, you know, the technology, probably the biggest difference in, in 20 years in terms of doing the same job for a year with the same club, obviously a lot of different people you know, had, had turned over in that time frame, but wow, the, the difference is just mind boggling. Uh, the technology, I, I would say technology is probably the biggest difference. And I, I really feel like, and, and maybe it's just me getting older, but the world is running so much faster today than mm-hmm. it was that first time. And rotary, rotary changed in those 20 years. We became a lot more connected. And, and that's probably because of the, the technology. What I look at that, I say, you know, and that's always when I'm in, introduced in rotary circles, that's usually one of the things that people say that's a little different about me. And we have a lot of clubs that have repeat presidents. I mean, right. but, but our club has only done it once. And that, uh, to me, that's what's impressive about the story. It's not about me doing it twice. It's about the fact that the Vincennes Rotary Club founded in 1915 for 107 years, 106 of those years, we were able to select a different person to be president of our club. That is impressive. Speaks to the commitment that our folks have had over the years. One thing that has never changed in Vincennes, Indiana. I mean, we're an old town, as I said earlier, a lot of things change, they change slowly. So it, you have to look in a, in a little wider lens to, to really recognize the changes. But one thing has never changed. The Rotary Club in Vincennes, Indiana meets on Tuesday at noon. They started on Tuesday at noon. <laughs> Uh-huh. back in March of 1915. And that's, we met this week at, on Tuesday at noon. Thank you for sharing that. Now, do you have a uh, way that people can connect with you? And I'm thinking connecting with you is connecting with the Rotary. We, we have, you know, if you want to learn 
a lot about Rotary in general, Rotary International. You know, you can go to rotary.org. Our website has a tremendous amount of information about Rotary. As far as Rotary in, in Southern Indiana, I, I would encourage folks to contact their local club. It's usually not very hard to find who's, who's in Rotary locally, you know, ask ask people at work or ask people, you know, leaders in your community. Mm-hmm. Obviously we have a website for uh, district 6580 that people can go to. If you just Google rotary district 6580, I'm sure that'll take you to, sure. uh, to information about us. You know, my information is, is on that as far as well as all of our leaders would be on there. You can Google District 6580 and find us. That's probably the easiest way to find contact information for me and for, for the other leaders in, yeah. in, within. and our, our presidents of the various clubs. I mean, I won't say we're in every single town, mm-hmm. but there aren't very many that you could name of any size right. in Southern Indiana that we're not in. Thank you so much for being a guest. Do you have a vanilla call to action you want to invite listeners to take? You know, I kind of spoke to that a little bit about call to action for Rotarians, for listeners that, that aren't Rotarians. Uh, first of all, you know, I, I, I would like to ask any of your listeners to consider attending a Rotary meeting. Find the Rotary meeting in your community and, and find a way to, to attend that meeting. Get to know, uh, I, I guarantee that, that you'll have a, a very pleasant, enjoyable experience meeting and having lunch with or dinner or breakfast, however that Rotary Club is set up, you'll meet new people that have a a benevolent heart to do good in in the community. That would be my call to action is is ask people to consider uh, taking a look Mm -hmm. at Rotary because that opens the door for so many other actions. And from Vincennes, Indiana or Columbus, Indiana, Yes. You can make a difference on the world stage, but even more importantly than that, Rotarians can make a difference right there in their own community with their yes. friends and neighbors. Yes. Thank you so much for being All a right. guest. And thank, thank you. you for joining us for this week's episode of Embers and Wind. Look forward thank to seeing you next week. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Embers and Wind. If you enjoyed today, Please come back next week. Please also share this episode with a friend. If you've not already subscribed to Embers and Wind, rated this podcast, and written a review, please do this now. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at embersandwind.net. Thank you again for joining us.